3: Hello everybody, good evening and welcome to your Monday Night Rangers Rabble. Phone in as ever, I hope you're all well and welcome along. If you see a shadow on my face, by the way, um, all my lights have went out in my house. So I'm using a lamp that's got hundreds of wee trees and all that crap on it, so it's it'll be reflecting on my face, so I do apologise um, for that. So yeah, it is Monday night, it is your phone in, and tonight I am joined by... Do you know, a guy who just seems to get more handsome every time I see him, Brian, how are you? Pretty good, thank you. in um, different weekend, to say
4: the least, but we'll come on to that. Um, so yeah, you get the high on the Saturday and then you get the low on the Sunday.
3: Ah, Life is full of highs and lows, isn't it? Life is full yeah. of lows. Um, Ian, my friend, how are you? Looking very dapper tonight, it must be said
1: i literally just grabbed the nearest thing i could put on because what i was wearing before was not suitable for a ranger's pub. um so uh no i'm all right mate i'm doing all right uh, it's been a very cold wet and miserable day down here for a change so loving it it's better than the heat
3: i love the fact you went for the kind of 50s 60s year old jumper uh, i it love share shirt but yeah right. a, it, it looks like a jumper but anyway
5: um lewis how are you um 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 I'm sure the viewers You're
3: be, you. <laughs> uh,
5: Hi, the viewers will be very, very happy to know that negative losses is back, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so there won't be much positivity for me. Um, but we'll, we'll see where the night takes us. Well, you know,
3: let's let's try and be positive ish if we possibly can. Nothing's really changed um from the weekend. So we're still in the same position that we were in, although we would like to be in a bit of a better position, but listen. There's still loads of time to go. was only two points. um the world is not quite ending. But yeah, folks, as a phone in. The phone lines are now open. So get your calls in. 141 to talk about absolutely anything, Rangers, that you would like to discuss. Robert is waiting in the background to take your calls and bring you through to the show. I don't know why you're waving, Robert. Nobody can see you. That's just stupid. <laughs> but yeah, hello. Uh hello and welcome. I've already done that. Um, we shall kick off with some really positive news, shall we, Lewis? And that is that young Ross McCausland has signed a, co- a contract extension, a new contract that will keep him at the club for even longer. Um, I, I am that far out of the loop that I don't even know how long the contract is. So there you go. Somebody can enlighten me um, in the comments. But um, Ross, who kind of got his chance and took it, he, I don't think he was on the lips of any Rangers supporters. Or even people who followed the B-team as he was going to be the next up-and-coming youngster to come through. Rangers did. We tried to loan him out. Um, that fell through. He's got his chance, like I said, in the first team. And, you know, he's took it.
5: Uh, no, listen, I think you're you're absolutely correct in what you said there. Because, you know, I'm not a, an avid B-team watcher. But I, I'm an avid football manager player. And they tend to get quite a lot of the up-and-comers Correct in their database and Ross McCausland was never somebody that really flagged up for Rangers. You were talking, there's maybe seven or eight players ahead of him in terms of potential at the rest of the football and world we've seen, but he's, he's done absolutely fantastic. He, he's took his chance and he's absolutely ran with it. And to be honest, he probably maybe should have started just the, that might've gave us a bit, Mary, a, a different dimension to our, to our play. Um, but no, I, th- I think it's brilliant. Brilliant news is it's, it's to 2027, 20, I believe. So four-year four deal, long-term, um, 20 years of age. He's a, a full international now. So, aye, very, very good business for Rangers.
3: It is. It is. Um, it's, a, it's a very beard-orientated panel tonight, apparently. But the question is, I know I've got a terrible moustache, right? And it comes down and it kind of does some weird stuff here because it doesn't quite reach um who's got the best beard who do we who, who are we seeing's got the best beard that's the i think that's the question that everybody wants answered i don't know i, I think brian's is manicured perfectly but nobody nobody everybody just wants to leave my hanging so I'll, I'll move on for that then um inshallah thank, thank you gentlemen um yeah Brian, again, it's it's one of those ones. He has he, he comes on and he does well in a couple of games. He gets an international call up, and all of a sudden, all these clubs are interested. Football is such a weird game. It's funny, isn't it? Nobody was, was as as uh, said. Nobody
4: was giving him sort of any plaudits or even spoken about. And then all of a sudden, he plays a few games for us. <laughs> he plays for the national team, and then he's. That's, well, thank you Aldo, I don't know what to say to that <laughs> And that's for me that's for Oh that's fine, that's okay um, And yeah He gets called up to the Northern Ireland team And then man the match there And then all of a sudden All the EPL teams are suddenly now Interested in him and People are hunting around him So yeah, it's 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 a really good sign That we've managed to get him tied down Because I believe he was out of contract in the summer So it was, time was ticking we only had a month to sort of really get this sorted before he could speak to anybody. So it's a great, a great sign. Um, good faith in the club as well to give a young guy a, uh, a long deal like that. They obviously rate him very highly. So all, all very good signs. And hopefully more, more from the young lad to come because he was uh, unlucky at Livingston to have a goal chopped off. So it's, it's just nice to see the young guys actually getting a chance. And it's you know a bit of
3: faith from the manager. And is this the point now, Ian? Where there's there's no excuses now for the management team. By that, I, I don't mean Clement. I mean in general, because we've seen this so many times with young players who have came through. Um, that he has to get minutes now. He has to start getting proper minutes. He's had interest. He's come on. He's done well. He's got a new contract. There can be no excuses now for not
1: giving Ross time. Is there? Not from what he's shown us. I mean, every time he's come on, he's he's improved the game. The game he started, he was. One of the better players so he deserves more and more minutes i agree with lewis maybe that i mean in hindsight is brilliant uh, coming backwards after a game but he would have probably offered more on the right hand side than than countwell because that's not where countwell should play um but yeah now but hopefully the guys in the b team can see ross has done it well why can't i if you're good enough so obviously lovelace is at his minutes um even Lowry at Hearts, when I come back, I can get there because Ross has done it while I've been away. You know, it it's it's a whole big circle and it, it's great to see.
3: I mean, is that is that a position, Lewis, that is up for grabs? Like we'll talk more about the game, and no doubt people who are phoning, I know want to talk about the game as well. Um, but is that a position that's up for grabs? Because as Shona um has put in the comments, Cantwell does not work on the right, right? It, it, it just it, it doesn't. Um SEMA, is, you know, obviously right-footed, but prefers to play in the left. Lawrence prefers to play central or on the left. Um, so does, does it just so happen that this is a position that's maybe opened up for Ross as well?
5: You know, it's probably been a, a problem position since Daniel Kondias left, in, in all honesty, I think. The only two players that have maybe excelled consistently there has been Haji and Tilburn, who both had decent seasons playing kind of on the right at times. Aribo as well, but again, you're not talking... Um, long stretches are a games in Aruba. He's played there, and not one of them are left-footed. So, as a massive problem area, as a huge problem area, I think you need to look at somebody that's left-footed. Even young Ross, I'm pretty sure he's right-footed. So again, you're probably not playing him in his preferred position. He's probably a left winger because most wingers nowadays they want to cut in and and have a shot rather than to yeah, stay it's on the inside forwards that we use now, isn't it? aye so mace teams day you don't really get like a a winger winger in merit. it's quite a rare commodity but it's definitely a problem position then again ross has done absolutely excellent it doesn't look like he, he's he's weak on his left foot or his right foot he actually looks quite comfortable going outside and inside and that's a sign that a really really good footballer you know he actually it reminds me a wee bit uh and this is about a hot topic at the minute he reminds me of when ryan kent first came to us in the loan spell he was really, really exciting on the ball. And he, he didn't have any fear. And he was driving forward. And and that's what it, it gives me memories there, And it, it's so nice to see a player that doesn't have fear. Because you see something like Lammers that trips out his feet half the time. And that's probably because he's scared to make a mistake. So it's just about nurturing him properly. And getting the best out of him. And not overplaying him as well. I think that's important for a young player. But again, he's, he's 20. He's not 18 or 17 like exactly. one place. Yeah. So... Aye, it's very exciting news, aye. And I would, you would rather have Hammer in the squad than Scott Wright, wouldn't you? So, I think it's brilliant news.
3: I've got absolutely no idea what's going on in my hair tonight. It just keeps jumping up. <laughs> it's this lamp, it's doing man, nothing. Um, aye, but that's the point, Ian. It's, you know, don't overplay them, etc., etc. But don't underplay them either. They they need to start um getting minutes. But do you know what? The producer has put a call through, so we will go to the call first. Um, Davy and Springboig. Davey, um, welcome to the phone. And how are you, Davy?
6: Uh, thanks very much, lads, for taking my call. Uh, I love your program, lads. Um, I'll tell you what it is. Um, it's basically that I'm really not confident about this team. Um, I've not been confident for a long time. Every every opportunity we have. To make inroads to, a, to a, a, an average Celtic team we never take and it's, it's an ongoing thing and here's my here's my problems lad this is I, I watched a, I was saying to Robert I watched this Christmas video and it was John Brown, Martin Andrews and Barry Ferguson three guys that run through a brick wall for Rangers Barry Ferguson we were missing in the midfield at this moment in time a leader who would have moaned the face off people unfortunately we don't have that we've got the same back four as for many years ago, and when we won the league, when Steven Gerrard was the manager, I remember that with no fans, so there was no pressure on them to play poorly at home and to win one 0 and stuff like that. Um, we have regressed, and the truth of the matter is, mate, this Aberdeen team would be bottom the league if they hadn't taken four points off Rangers. This Aberdeen team lost to Darfur in the Cup last year. This is a rank rotten Aberdeen team. And what that says about Rangers, really and truly, it, it, it speaks volumes as far as I'm concerned. Now, I said to Robert, I think that we missed a trick we're not getting a director of football in, and Bill bought those guys in himself. A director of football would have made sure that he'd have scrutinised who we're buying. And now we're looking at a guy for Aberdeen, they saying, why didn't we buy some lunch 500,000 pounds? Now, it's worked before we bought Nofo, 400,000, and it's worked before it can work. However, Really and truly, lads, Can you, when, the way we started that game the other day, I thought Rangers would have come out with all traps, all guns blazing after the, the doing we got by Aberdeen the last time. But no, once again, just 20 minutes, luckily not 2-0 down. And if that didn't Celtic were 2-0 down, it's game over. Because you've got guys like Golston who said, after that League Cup semi-final, well, we were three down at half-time, game over. Hibs scored three goals in the first half, how could Rangers not score three in the second half? Let's just chuck it, and to me lads, this is what I'm seeing with this Rangers team. There is no way this Rangers team have got that mentality, that they can go and win matches after Celtic drop points. That's just how I feel. Now we beat beat with that team for Limassol, this is, this Rangers team, they're, they're hot and cold. Every time a new manager comes in, they'll play well for a time, play well for a time. Then it comes to the big games, the games, we must win games. And this is another must win game that we have not taken. Now we're unlucky, I'll say that. But again, if Danilo, I've said to Robert, if Danilo got injured, we have been knackered. We have, I'll tell you how bad it's been. Right, lads, the people that brought in SEMA, for instance, will be playing in the African Nations Cup. If this I was, this A or whatever you want to call him, was any good, he'd be playing in the African Nations Cup. We'd have had one centre forward at the club and hope she didn't get injured, I said, for the, 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 these upcoming fixtures. And that's been an oversight and that's what Rangers need to start looking at. To me, there's so many weaknesses in every part of that team. We've still got the, the same stagnant midfield, that's slow. You know, any team with any pace will run on top, over the top of us. We've seen it with Ajax where we thought were world beaters, then we've seen what happened to Ajax in other games but they're young, fit, run, athletic players for the first whistle to the last Celtic, did it. There was nothing, nothing remarkable about what Celtic did. It was get, for the first whistle, go in time when the game the first 25, 30 minutes, and then, you know, let, let's, see, let's see what happens. But unfortunately, this Rangers team, for me, there's no fight, 20 minutes it took them to get into that game, and they still took them a long, and they were still,
7: you know,
3: we'll lucky to get we can't keep on relying on penalty like kicks, slides and I'm sorry for saying that, we just can't. That is terrible, me being on mute. I apologize, that's shocking. Shocking behaviour. Um I'm struggling, Brian. I'm really struggling to find stuff that Dave was talking about there to disagree with or come back and try and play a bit of, a bit of devil's advocate. Look, we know that this squad needs massive change. Um, We're under no illusion that it does, and I think that the biggest kick in the in the teeth was that they dropped points on Saturday. And and you know, I I, I could I was going to sit sit here and say, I do you know what? We created enough chances to win that game. Sorry, creating them, but we didn't take them, and we failed to capitalise on them dropping points again. So for me, Davy's spot on. I nodded.
4: I was just up. my neck was getting sore there because I was nodding so much. Um Every word he said was true. I think I've been very vocal in the sense that the I think uh, the back four, as Davy said, has been the same for four years now, pretty much. Um, that's been, well, certainly the team that started yesterday, um, the back four has been the same for three, four years now. And it's we've been needing to refresh that for a long, long time. Um, they're all getting to the wrong side of 30. Um, as we've said before, the full backs can't do their job. Like they used to, because they're they're, as I say, too old to get up and down the pitch. Um, it's just very the the, thing, the 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 good thing is we can't exactly lay this at Clement's door because he's obviously just in, and I'm quite sure that once he gets a chance or identifies the right players, he will certainly rectify that because I don't think he'll put up with um attitudes of you know down and you know, chucking it with 2 3 nil, and stuff like that. The, the guys, he'll he'll see the faults in all these players right up till the end of the season. So he'll he'll have a reasonably good idea already of, of the guys that he's actually wanting to keep on board and the guys that he's not wanting to keep on board. The problem will be is moving some of those guys on that are not, well, possibly just signed, as in the Lammers and all those guys that are getting pelters, like, quite rightly, but we've just got to really hope that Clement sees what we're all seeing and it's not just a, you know he's not just going to ignore it, he's going to address it, you know
3: Well, Davey, can can we take some kind of positivity or um, look ahead you know, a wee bit of a good feeling in terms of what Clement's done with the players that we have, um, firstly um, and secondly, you know, and and this might come back to bite me on the arse, Davey. I don't know, but it's it's not exactly a fantastic Celtic team. And if our manager can just get five or ten percent more out of the players that we already have, and add one or two in January, then we might see better performances and possibly a, a title challenge. Is
6: that Martin I'm talking to? Yes. And Martin, you know, what the truth of the matter is, Martin, says, a lot of these players have been there, they've seen two managers often, I mean, in, in Taft's case he's seen quite a few, and including interman managers, we've had more managers in the last 10 years than we've had in our history, and the truth of the matter is, follow, when Geo came in, we got that reaction, when Bill came in, we got that reaction, and I do believe in this manager, however, this is a manager that's going to need funds, and I don't know where these funds are going to come from, it. but the worrying thing for me, the most worrying thing is, when we were going through our troubles, I thought we, would have, we were really concentrated on our youth. There's no good young players coming through, apart from McCausland. I said, Leon King, are going to be 30 before he gets a chance to get a game? There's no point in having these guys if they're never going to play, because you're playing Saventis and hoping he's going to have a good game. You're playing guys like, one like of has two good games, three bad games. They're playing the same. Jack coming in, injured. He's coming there. What chances are there for any young players? We need young, fresh legs. We need legs in the modern game. I used to play semi-pro football, and I wasn't blessed with any um, speed, but I'd, I, I was, a, I was a, a good footballer and a good football brain. But I, in today's game, I would not make it for the simple reason, mate, because I don't have that pace of that energy, and you need that. And every time I see Rangers starting so slowly. And so cumbersome in the game, and it's all the time, I've 20 minutes into a game, as I said, to you, if that had been Celtic, we'd have been two 0 down, and the game would have been over. It'd been three or four as usual, and, and that's the problem because you've got you've got guys like Golden who chuck it. He's admitted it himself. He's actually done. So I can't see optimism unless we get something at uh, that back four changed. The, the guy Redfan, right? You never played him because the last time we played Aberdeen, they played the ball over his head. He got caught out that many times. I mean, I think you know, Barifix is is too slow, as I think it was Brian that said, and he's basically there. He's a scapegoat for, for for everything he comes in as if even if we played badly in other games and he comes in as soon as he is a bad game, it's just him. It's a it's a combination of things, mate. And so my worrying thing is if the Nilo gets in uh, injured,
2: who have we got?
3: That that's a very good that is a a, a pertinent point, um, and it's something that I've thought about myself. Um, Davey, we're going to continue talking about the points that you've brought up. Um, thank you very, very much for phoning in. Um, please make sure you phone in again, because um, if you continue with calls like that, you'll probably be taking somebody's place on this panel. Um, excellent call, um, Davey. Um, thank you very, very, very much. I mean, he raised quite a good a good few points there. I, I don't like to talk about what will happen if a player gets injured, because I don't like to think about other players getting injured, although it seems to happen. Every five minutes. Um, but he brought up Borna, so let's talk Borna. Um, Davey there saying that, you know, when he comes in and has a bad game, he seems to get more stick. I think I picked Davy up right there. He gets more stick perhaps than other people do. And we will discuss some other players, don't you worry. Um, but Borna, where, where do you stand on him?
1: Right now, Borna is in the depression mode of his um, confidence waves that he has. You can always tell when Bourne is confident because he's afraid of no one. He'll clash into everyone. he would start having to go at the fans and start trying to G everybody up by doing that. But right now, he's not even thinking about what he's going to do with the ball. His instant thought currently is, Bourne, who's behind me? Give it to them. Let them deal with it. They can play forward. And then on um, watching the game yesterday when he did go forward, he's having a shot from the edge of the box like 40 yards out that Niroff went out for a, for a throw-in. So he's on the decline Again. Um, I know there's rumors that he's going to get a new contract. If that happens, I don't see many Rangers fans being very happy with that. Um, I wouldn't be as one. He, he needs to, he's one of the first ones out the door at this point. Um I don't think we're gonna if I don't think we're gonna get much in the way of money for Bourner if he was to leave in January, because obviously in January he can speak to whoever he wants and bugger off for free in the summer if he wishes. Um, but he's he I know. Uh, what he was, the caller was saying that he, he is a scapegoat, but it's not without reason. We're only a few weeks away from possibly seeing him sitting on his ass again at, at uh, Parkhead as someone sneaks in behind him. I don't trust him. I'd rather have van in because, yeah, all right, he might get caught with the odd ball over his head. But every time a player gets that ball, he tries to engage. Was Borner stands with his hands behind his back and roll, stands backwards. One of the first things I noticed yesterday when they broke was that Borner was stood next to Balogun. Mm-hmm. What's he doing standing there? If they're running down his side, get out and cover your side. I, I coach under eights and I, I tell them that. So there's no point you all standing in the middle of the pitch because that's not where the ball is. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not on the ball. I'm not in the Borna fan club. I haven't been for a very long time. So
3: I mean, we've got Sid in the comments, right? Um, look, Sima had a bad day. It was his first game back. I know Sid's a big fan of Borna. Um, no, oh, Well, there you go. Borna's fine. It's not... I, I, I'm not just singling out Borna-Lewis just, just to simply have a go at him. I mean, Sifuentes didn't start particularly great. I think he came on to a bit of a game. I think he, he started to perform a bit better. At the start of the game, he was slow. Again, waiting for the ball to come. Seema was poor. team was poor most of the game. Um, but before we come and discuss them, because we will, we'll discuss Goldson. We'll discuss whatever anybody who phones up wants to discuss.
5: Um it's
3: another poor performance
5: from Borna Barrazi. The big difference between Borna and the rest of the guys, and Sifuentes and Sima's case you mentioned, is that Borna's been here, what is this, his fifth season now, and he's had two good years, and he's getting got his third poor year. It's not good enough. And Ian's saying there that we've got a 31-year-old Croatian international who we need to rely on him feeling up for it, feeling confident in himself to have a good game. You know, I, I've been a, a big advocate for Red Van. I, I, the the height thing is just so prehistoric. Football isn't played like that anymore. You don't have six foot two fullbacks because you want them to be athletic. You want them to be quick, You want them to be very good on the ball. And Bondley gets caught out anyway. It doesn't matter that Burnley's six foot one. He does the jump for the ball. And he misses at half the time anyway. So why not put a twenty two year old that we've invested a decent bit of money in? who's actually played pretty well this season when he's had his opportunity. I mean, he was playing so well before before he was dropped and he was just dropped for no reason. So even though Clement's only in the, the door for five minutes and he, he's made very few mistakes, one of the biggest mistakes he's made so far was not playing Red And I hope that that game has proved that. Because he's just a much better option by, by miles. I think he's so much better than at, at, Borna at, at everything other than maybe a bit of height and crossing ability. But he's 22, he can work on his crossing. I think he's much better at driving inside as well. Borna's a one trip pony. He tries to beat somebody and crosses it in, and 75% of the time he doesn't beat the person. He's the slowest at doing bloody stepovers I've ever seen. It's as if he's doing it in slow motion. It's just these guys really need rooted it, and Borna is culprit number one for me. Um I think we 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 can't we can't continue, we can't progress with a guy like that. I think Tavernier is also in that same question, but we'll go into him later. I think Tavernier offers a bit more than, than what Bonner does. Bonner doesn't offer anything anymore. There's nothing in him. I, I don't think his heart's here either, and that's all he really had for the last couple of seasons. So no, Bonner needs to go.
3: Well, we are joined by uh, Jim and Kirk. Jim, before you come on and, and give us your point, is is Bonner culprit number one in this Stranger squad?
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him comfort number one, but um, I wouldn't give him a game for the club again.
3: Fair if that enough. makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, what's
2: your, what's your point for the uh, guys, John? Actually, I thought, first of all, I thought the last caller was excellent and made a lot of uh, brilliant points. I thought he was brilliant. Um, my point is, it was actually about Yelmos. I think I don't understand why the, the guy doesn't get a game, and I don't want him to come back, you know, and say because of the European game. In Thursday evening because it's all about yesterday it was a massive opportunity for us to go and I'll, I'll go as far as to say you know with the game in hand three points behind and then mm. we play them uh, so massive opportunity missed but, we, but what we're doing here is we're talking about the same thing we all know and I understand we're going to talk about some obviously but the, the back four we all know that it's hopefully no the back four going forward but we're stuck with him now, let's give this manager a chance, which is going to be, which you will do, he can see the same as we see, probably with a bit more intelligence than us, because he knows the game, you can let's just listening to him talking, and I'm going to say something as well, I, didn't, I thought in moments of the game yesterday, that we looked excellent, a couple of moves in the first half, just a wee bit of luck, see if we score early, see if we equalise early on, I think we're going to win that game big time, I don't understand what Lammers is doing with, with the header. At the end of the game, he won a the game, then it's a different Monday evening we're having. Um, I think, going back to Borner, a couple of times he caught in with his right foot. I mean, I've ate, I've ate a livelier spare rib than his right foot. Um, and I just want to finish that with... I think we're talking there about Danilo. I know the perfect person It would be ideal for Danilo <laughs> and I'm sick saying it and if MDL says to me that he's not and I know Lewis who I respect so much likes the Aberdeen centre forward but my boy meets the criteria when it comes to European football mate and I want him in this Rangers team as soon as, no I have not mention his name, I want him in the Rangers team as soon as possible. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to mention his name but that's my point tonight lads.
3: You talked about Liam Boyce? Certainly not. don't <laughs> oh, you know to I mean, Liam? I mean, aye. I, I mean again, Jim makes a lot of good points there. Um, Ian in terms of uh, you mentioned the boy at Aberdeen Majowski, and I get Shanklin makes the criteria, but I'm a massive fan of Meowski. I think he's a cracking, cracking centre
1: forward. Yeah. Great center, and then he said brilliant. But I don't think he's that far up. But he's definitely a oh, great center Um, he, he proved it yesterday. One chance, one goal. Bang, bang, bomb done. Um, and I think someone's mentioned it already in the in the comments as well that, that was a near on a carbon copy of what that lot did at Ibrox when, when Kyogo went through. Near enough exactly the same goal. So obviously a weakness has been spotted in that point. Um, but yeah, Miovsky I would take Miofsky, and not to upset Jim, I, I know that uh, Shanklin meets the criteria, but I think that Miofsky for me is just a little bit better than Shanklin. I mean, I'd take Shanklin, don't get me wrong, I would take Shanklin, um, he, he can score goals, but I'll be having this conversation because Miyovsky scored against us the same way that we had this, the conversation similarly when Shanklin scored against us at Ibrooks recently. Um, I don't know uh but i definitely if, if the chance was there to take him which i don't think aberdeen would ever do at this point uh, not for not for cheap anyway um uh, i'd definitely bring him in the door he, he knows how to score he's, he he's doing it at international level as well um he's he's an all-round decent striker and um, he, he's kind of a, i know he's doing well there but he's wasted at aberdeen he could do so much better
3: well i'll tell you right now there's a that's young boy
1: that's all. That's all for from scotland
2: sorry
3: Oh, sorry, uh, Jim, I was just going to say, there's a young boy who plays for Dundee United's under-18s, he's a right winger and he's just recently been promoted up to the first team and he gets his first game against Falkirk and he's a cracking player and I think Rangers should probably look at him so that I can get some complimentary tickets. Um, but yeah, um, I, but but Jim, you mentioned there about the manager, right, and you're trusting the manager, we've all got trust in the manager, Does them, but, and I don't know why I shouted there, right, But but um, does the manager take any of the blame in, in terms of His substitutions that he made yesterday And I, th- I feel as if he maybe Just left it a wee bit too late um, um, well, On you go To come
2: back and be that one I would just say Probably she took off at half time
3: mm-hmm. Yeah
2: Because it's, it's, it's an empty jersey I've said it before I, I don't understand how the, the lad kind of get a game at left back But I'm a wee, but I think I see. I still see the player and Lawrence. The substitutions. You look at the you look at the bench. The guys that come on, apart from McCosland, I, I would take him out. I and mean, I think that boy's going to be a cracker. Hopefully, he won't go down the same road as Young Lowry. But hopefully, has the um, experience of playing with somebody like Shankland. They'll bring him on. Um, so, the I don't know. Lammers, slammers for me again. Is, I don't know. He's, he's a waste of a jersey as well, and. I think he's one of the options for for, for game changers, Dessers. How does he not bring Desers on? It's probably because he doesn't like him, he's a player, doesn't trust him to do it anything. It's quite obvious, so why would you not bring him on? You're you're chasing the game. We were camped in the Aberdeen half, so in the second half. So why would you not put another centre forward up there beside him there and Lammers? He could have done that because of the quality we should have for Tavernier and um you you think that'd have been well, we got one, as I say, the Lammers header. But the substitutions, I just don't think we've got the quality on the bench. We've got numbers on the bench and we've got players that cost a lot of money, but we still need that penalty box predator. Um, again, uh, that's just my opinion again. I, just, um, I was a wee bit annoyed yesterday about putting, I think was a good, good player. But I can't remember who as it was that said, if he, if he gets injured, we've had it and we need quality to bring in. And I think the man I'm talking about is going into his last year's contract, uh, I think so. and. I disagree what you're saying about Aberdeen boy, I like him, but I think I think the the player I'm talking about I don't know what the difference is with the goal scoring, but somebody mentioned earlier about Aberdeen being bottom of the league. Well there you go. And I think that I think it's time you go and sign this lad, that's what I'm saying. Um a bit disappointing because of the score yesterday, but I think I still think there was good moments in the game, I've got to be honest. I think we played a lot of good football. I think Lawrence looked good again, as I said earlier there. I think Danilo did. I think there's some of the moves down, um, particularly, you know, probably Lawrence. I also thought that Lundstrom was all right again. I thought he was okay in patches. I think there's a player there too, but he needs the right player beside him. And I, I don't know who that is. I don't know why Ryan Jack's always injured, none of his due. But I think there's a lot of positives in the Rangers team. And I think if we sign a new now goal scorer, because you've got to remember we can't sign MD until January and I would put whatever money we've got and sign the goal scorer, and I'm going to say his name now, not the Aberdeen boy, Lawrence Shanklin, scores goals every week, and he's got to be a Rangers player.
3: See, see, to be fair, um, if we had Lawrence Shankland on the bench yesterday, then it, it could have been a different story. If, listen, if Lawrence Shanklin gets that header that Lammers gets, it's in the back of the net. Um, I, have, I have to 100% agree with Jim there. Um, Jim, thank you so, so much for your call, as ever. It's always great to have you on, um, and I hope we speak again uh, next Monday, um, yeah. Sam Lammers. Um, see before we come to Lammers, Brian. Can we talk about it? Todd Campbell? And by the way, get your calls. in, O one four one six two eight seven two three seven. one four one six two eight seven two three seven. the first two calls we've had have been superb, um, dead dead easy. six two eight seven two three seven It's free to call in, so um, phone now and speak to Robert. Um, yeah, Brian. Let's um, let's talk about Todd Cantwell. Um, look, he can't play on the right, right? He's not an he's not an inside forward. He's a central player, and he's a fantastic football player. Um, I don't think he's quite got to the levels that he can get to um, this season so far. I think there's so much more to come from him, and this isn't something that I like to bring up. But I'm going to have to bring it up because look, we need to be honest. And we need to be fair. He needs to stop all that diving shit.
4: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I think he was anticipating a tackle coming in, and then once he realised the tackle wasn't coming in, he was already in midair and thought, well, "That's well, not I'm even an doing. excuse."
3: No, no, and he was. He's, he's, he's went
4: That's for the true. dive. He's Is he's went dive. for the dive. Yeah, he's went for the dive, but I think he was anticipating a tackle initially, and then realised it wasn't coming. He was going to look stupid and thought, "Well, I'll try and wing a, 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 a penalty a foul out of it." It looked ridiculous. Um it was more he was more accustomed to being at Olympic Games rather than a football pitch with that dive. And um, uh, Brian, so we can't ridiculous.
3: sit we can't sit on here with a straight face and have a go at Kyogo, right? Who is a horrendous diver, right? Mm-hmm. Never gets picked up in the press, right? But he is, he's a horrendous diver. But we can't sit here and criticize him and not say something about Campbell.
4: No, absolutely. Um it was it was ridiculous. There was no need for it. But I think I think part of his problem is he doesn't get a lot of joy out in the right and then he gets frustrated and this is his way of sort of releasing that sort of frustration instead of being where he should be in the middle where all the action is and where he can do his damage. I think, he's, as as everybody said, he's wasted out in the right. Um, He's a far better player. and, And, yeah, he's just totally wasted out in the right. And... I think this is a slow build-up of frustration on his part that he's not getting as much time on the ball that he, he would like. He's not maybe playing in the position that he wants. And he's he's just getting frustrated. but that's no excuse. He shouldn't be doing this diving nonsense and stuff like that. It's just it's just not on.
3: No, it's not. And and look, um RFC seventy-two, um, there was a dive by the Aberdeen striker, but nothing was said about it. And he's right, that did happen and there was nothing said about it. But Lucy, I want to focus on my own players. Because Campbell now has that reputation, um, and it's not—it's not—it's just not going to help. It's not going to help him, and it's certainly not going to help us.
5: No, definitely no. I think it's a—it's a common occurrence for for Rangers. You know, since we've been back in the top division, you, you had it with Morelos as well. You need to be more intelligent if you're going to be that type of player. Um, you, you need to be wary of what's going on and the, the reputation that you have and. He could maybe even justify it if he was playing well, but for a guy who has has level and what we've already seen in the six months of last year, he is nowhere near good enough this season. And don't get me wrong, he has only started five games, and I think he's only started centrally once for memory. I think it, he might have not even started centrally that game, and it was the European game. So maybe he hasn't even played in the ten position. So you do have to take that into account. I mean, he's got an XG of about 0. 0.4, which isn't terrible. That kind of shows you that roughly every two games, he's going to have a goal contribution. So if you imagine that he's put in his, his, his position that he's comfortable with, that'll go up, and we mm-hmm. might start to see the Cantwell last year. You just You uh, Clement will figure it out. He, he has to, I think on his day, Cantwell's probably the most talented player in the squad. And I think even la- uh, yesterday, you've seen how when you've got two intelligent footballers that, that link up, really good things happen. And most of the good bits I played early on in the game came from Lawrence and Todd Gantwell, linking up each other, and go in there as well. So it's about getting the best players on the pitch and in the correct position. No, this, shoehorning players in and trying to fix things that just cannot be fixed. Just play somebody that's comfortable there, and you'll get the best results.
3: Yeah. I mean, you play somebody in the correct position, then, yeah, you're going to get um the best results. So we have Stuart and Newcastle. And Stuart, I believe that you think there's been a complete overreaction to the result.
7: Evening gents do you recognise the
3: voice? Oh, oh it's our own Stuart. It's our own Stuart. Stuart, my friend, how are you?
4: I'm <laughs> I'm good. I'm good.
7: I'm, I'm down south with work, but I was I was just uh, I was in the pub there and I thought I'm gonna come back and dial in. Um Hi, look. I've See, Nicole, if you take a step back, Martin and lads, do you genuinely think that that performance yesterday was that bad? Or, are we just in a situation at the moment where, because of what happened at Parkhead the previous day, once again, Rangers fans are just trying to set fire to pretty much, pretty much everything. If you think back to last season, one of Beale's Early games when our field got the two late goals. Rangers were absolutely terrible that night. Far, far worse than what they were yesterday. Yet they won the game. And you know, so football's are just a just a football's a strange game at times. I'm not saying it was a vintage performance in any 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 way, but I think the reaction has maybe been slightly over the top. I think Jim, who was on previously, I think he summed it up really well that I, I thought there was nice periods. Yeah, we can't legislate for why our two centre-halves were, were posted missing for, for the opening 20 minutes of the game. But after that, really, you know, I, I thought we we controlled all the game. And I don't really think you can legislate for... I mean, if you'd shown me still frames of the moment be, before the two barligan headers and the the Lammers header before the game and said These are straight to the goalie why again it's almost straight above the goalie well, off the well, bar the second one Lammers I
3: thought we well, were having some really bad technical issues with Stuart there it must be that reception in Newcastle my apologies if you can now hear me Stuart um, but you were cutting in and out there. But we, we, we take your point, and I will certainly put that um, to the guys, and I will message you later to apologise for cutting you off. Um, I take Stuart's point, Ian, right? And I don't think after the first 20 minutes, I don't think we were that bad, right? But we failed to capitalise again on them dropping points. So we could have played like prime Barcelona against Aberdeen but see if you still come away with either a loss or a draw, it's still it's still surely got to be down to some sort of mentality issue because if this was a one-off and we hadn't done this before, I think that's actually the second time this season we've done it, but if we hadn't done it before and that game played out exactly as it played out yesterday, you would just turn around and go, it's one of those days, we created enough chances, we were unlucky, we hit the bar, etc., etc. But this is a constant now and I, I, I'm just, I, I'm, really struggling to make excuses for this team.
1: The the, the 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 structure of this team, the most of those players, few of those players, particularly the back line, I think Gallant said it earlier on, that this back, the back line that we started with yesterday was the same back line we started with in the 55 season and our first game at Aberdeen. It was exactly the same. So that's how long they've been there. So those four guys alone and then you chuck Lundstrom into it because he's part of the issue as well. He has been playing better but yesterday I, I mean I think one of the callers said he had an all right game yesterday. I don't agree with that. I don't think he was anywhere near good enough yesterday. But they have this mentality that once the pressure's on they don't seem to be able to pull themselves up enough. They're more worried they're worried that they're going to drop a point which is when ends up what ends up happening my initial thought as soon as the game was done yesterday was thank Christ they dropped points yesterday because we'd be even further behind right now um thank and then also thank god we got the penalty because we be, we again would have been a further point behind because we couldn't stand up and and be counted um and that goes back to the, just the older players with that that mentality that they've built up over the years um it's I think if Celtic had won, we'd have won. But they just don't have that mentality to stand up when they need to. Uh, after the first half, I don't really think Aberdeen were in it. It was all all Rangers. I mean, the only three chances I can actually remember them having were the goal, the, the Butland save before that, and then uh, McGrath making uh, Butland save again. After that, I don't remember them really having a chance that worried us. And on another day, yet we could have won that three, four, even five, one. And and we'd be having a, a great day right now and being really, really happy. So I can kind of see Stuart's point that it a lot of Rangers fans go into meltdown, but that's scar tissue, and that's why it happens. Mm-hmm.
3: But but um, it's not it's not just it's it's not just meltdown. It's not that we've got any meltdown. I think there's there's been a reaction. I don't think it's been an overreaction, there's just been a reaction because we've seen this this movie um, before, but we have Gary in Edinburgh. Gary, how are you?
8: I know but Well, saying no bad. It's it's just unbelievable. I I was at the, I went up to Petondri yesterday and I I thought, well, I don't mind making the the trip up. I I think it's always great to follow your team and I don't mind following my team, but that, that was absolutely rubbish.
3: What, the, the all-round play was rubbish or just the result? Uh, uh, uh,
8: well, well, it's just, it's just uh, the fact that I don't understand why uh, young McCausland, he's played well in the in recent games and just i him being a youngster, that they're no, obviously, they're no playing them instead of the, the players, they can be regulars, if you want to call it that. Uh, and I, I get fed up with that. I mean, I, I get that he's... Uh, he's still a, a youth player But I mean if he's playing well He should be in the team And the same with the, the previous callers When they're talking about Yilmaz I mean Yilmaz is a must Because Barisic is rubbish I mean Baligan's no much better And Goldson for me I, just, I mean I'm not a big fan of Goldson And Tavernier either to be fair <laughs>
3: That's pretty much the, the, the full defence I think that's really what everybody's been talking about Lewis to be honest it uh, is a case of... And does Gary have a point in terms of the team selection? Was it wrong? Uh,
5: Left-back was definitely wrong. You know, I said, I said it earlier, I think um, that was a no-brainer. And, and you'll maybe cut the manager some slack. Like I said, he's only been in the door five minutes. Um, and Borna was a, a regular appearance maker under Michael Beale as well so you would you would come a bit of slack in there. Other than that, I mean it's probably the team that most people would have picked other than maybe flinging McCausland in there. Um so it doesn't really justify the result. And I did disagree quite a bit with 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 Stuart because you know the reaction it's not about the performance, it's about the result. Like you said, we could play like Prime Barcelona, but if we don't get a goal that wins is the game then what was the point? And that's the problem with this Rangers team. Um we, we don't capitalise and, and the, it makes you really fearful with the cup final, like really, really fearful now because we've see I'm Alabama the
3: opposite. In- I'm I'm the complete opposite. I think on a, on that Hamden pitch, they'll they'll have you know their full seventeen fans there. I, I don't know, I, I just I, I would feel a lot more I know, I know it went to extra time the last time, but I would feel I feel so much more comfortable playing
5: them at Hamden well fair enough I, I mean i just look at it that we've played them twice and they've won one and they've mm. drawn one so mm. that, that's the way i, I, I may be look at it and you know I'm, I'm hoping that the manager could turn that around but just to touch on something that you might want to make, make it a point it's about conor goldson and i've tried my best i really have tried my best the last 12 months to defend this man but for fuck's sake man when is the time that we need to drop this man from the squad. It is getting beyond a joke. He must be paying thousands of pounds to somebody at Rangers to continue starting football matches. Every other centre back, including Leon King, needs a chance on that right hand side. It is absolutely bullshit that he has continued to play there and every other centre back we have has to play on the weaker side. John Suter might turn into a world beater if he gets to play on the right hand side because he's had a few really good games on the left. And it's just that when 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 is it? Is it is it gonna be when he's 35 and his contract's done? I'm I'm guessing, Gary, that you wholeheartedly agree with that. I know I agree with that.
8: I mean, you've got Gulton who's who's garbage, you've got Balligan. I just didn't agree I mean the the heel thing is I feel sorry for Clement because realistically, Clement's came in and he's done well with the, the, the kind of dross that he's got. I mean, he's got to sit there and try and, and kind of uh, play with us cross until he can get a, a transfer window and get players in that he wants in. But until then, he's stuck with folk that, in my opinion,
3: should never wear the, the Rangers jersey again. Well, that's quite a big statement. Um, Gary, thank you so, so much for the call, by the way. I appreciate it. Um, make sure that you phone in again. Um, in never. Pull on a Rangers shirt again.
1: I don't see that happening because I just don't think we've got the options otherwise. Um... In, in terms,
3: of, in ter- that was obviously a bit flippant. But in terms of him being dropped, do you see it happening? Because it, it was all well and good under Michael Beale and and you know under Gio as well. But we we've all said on this podcast that you know we've got a serious manager now in, in Clement, um who'll yeah. make the the serious decisions when he has to. Um so, you know, in terms of defensive options, Balogun, Davies, if he's fit, obviously wasn't involved in the squad yesterday. Leon King, do you see Conor Goldson at any point being dropped?
1: Well, one thing we have got on Thursday is that he won't be playing. Um, so we have two <laughs> two people that will be coming in because Balogun won't be there either. So your, your centre-back pairing looks to be Davies and, and Suter, unless uh, Davies is injured, then King obviously has to come in. So someone's got a, a chance to stake a claim and and make Clement think, well, does Goldson deserve to come straight back in? Uh, with Beal, he was always going to play. It d- didn't matter. I think if Go- if Goldson had lost a leg, uh, Beal would have still put him in before anyone else. Um, I think Geo kind of had the player the players kind of ruled the dressing room for two years with, with Gio and, and Beal. Uh so it's down to Clement and now we've got a game where he can't play. So it's up to Davies and Suit and they to come in, whoever goes into that position and stake that claim to make Clement go, There's no reason for me to bring you back in because these two can can deal with it. So it's up to the players to do it. Beal I mean Beal, he's gone. Stop talking about him. Uh Clement, um he is a serious manager. He can only work with the tools he's got. And at the moment, I mean, David, I mean, Suter's been injured. Davies has been up and down. I don't know if he's been injured again recently because he was out of the squad for a little bit uh, or whether Clement doesn't fancy him. And then when he has come in, he's played well and then gone again. Um, but I think Clement, again, We I Clement can only work with what he's got. Um, and at the moment, we always. everyone's always said that Golden's our best defender and it's who plays alongside him. I think for
3: but, but on that by the way I think we've went through moments where we've said Goldson's the best defender and then we've went through moments of saying Sutter's the best defender and we've even brought up Davies and said no Davies is our best defender.
1: A lot um, of people I, have said that Goldson's been our best defender for years. I've never really agreed with it. I just think the other defenders around him have been quite poor up until recently where I think I think Suter's more than capable of taking his place and I'd be probably happier with Sutter in there than Goldson. Um, and not to incur the wrath of Kerr, who I might well see after this show. Um, but as much as Balogun was at fault for not following Miofsky, Goldson is the reason that header gets through to him. Um, I will go and hide, because obviously I've just slated Goldson and I know Kerr from last night I was not happy about that. Um, oh, no,
3: no, no, you, you don't get on the wrong side of Connor. Um But can I just say, see we all want to feel better? The man who has honestly the most perfect voice in the world. Um, Andrew and Fraser, Fraserburgh Andrew how are you? Good evening not bad Martin how you doing my friend? I'm I'm now so much better for hearing your voice Andrew
9: It's it's very very warming and and very kind it's made my day actually I was going to ask did our friend that's normally on the panel he stays in Aberdeen now did he go up to the Broch on Friday night to see the under 18s? He did, yes. Yes, good. I'm sorry. Did, yes, i Did I'm he have a? Enough. I suppose he did. Thank you.
3: was up there. I hope. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. Because I, I seen the pictures from, and he's actually sitting in the background. So, um, but yeah, um, what's which, which your okay, thoughts, okay, then, Andrew? Nice, nice. Um, sellable assets are Davies and Yilmaz?
9: Yeah, well, I believe they're not being played deliberately. I wonder if he sees those two as assets that he can cash in on in January. And he's he's been linked with a boy in Sweden, a centre-back. The club have been linked with a lad in Sweden, a big centre-back. And I think you'll definitely see a, a, a centre-back with a wee bit of pace coming in in January. That's going to happen. Because quite simply, yesterday you could have driven a horse and cart through the middle of that Rangers defence, you know, the central defenders. It was such a simple, stupid goal to lose as well. It was a flick on for the Aberdeen midfielder. You know, Miofsky can be hot or cold, but he was certainly hot. It was a fine finish. I I would not take anything away from the lad, but what a stupid, you know, easy, preventable goal if you had decent centre-backs there. You could see that both Goldson and Balogun were struggling to, to catch up with the lad.
3: Well, on your first point there about Davies and Yilmaz, um, Brian being sellable assets, surely if you've got sellable assets, you play them.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it's it's no secret of a lot of people that they would prefer to have have Yilmaz instead of Barisic. I mean, at least at least with Yilmaz, you actually see a bit of effort and a bit of you know getting up and down that pitch like he has to. Um, Whereas, born on. Goodness knows how many people have said in the comments that it's born a backwards because all he does is either go sideways or backwards, and you know, fine, it's coming, but it still irritates you when it does happen. Um, the problem is we can't really afford to sell sort of Davies and uh, Yomas because there's we've really nobody else to sort of you know that's the that's the problem areas of the of the team. I mean, if we if we got rid of Davies and Yomas, then we've got nobody left. So unless he's got somebody up his sleeve, but I, I would you know, I. I there's still there's still a place in this team for Yoma. I'll you know I, I like what I've seen of him. He just hasn't played probably as much as we'd like. Um, Davies, there's he's he's shown in games certain games that he's actually a good centre half. Um, just don't give him too much time in the ball. <laughs> um, but no, it's that's not an area of the pitch. that I would be looking to sell people in the in the immediate uh, window because of just numbers basically
3: just because of numbers. Um, Andrew, I have to ask, just before I let you go, um, there's been a bit of a reaction from ourselves and everybody watching and the callers, etc., to the game um, on Sunday. How are you feeling after it? And are you still confident that we can go on and challenge for the league this year?
9: Yes, definitely. And I'm not frightened of playing Aberdeen um, in December either at Hamden. Um, because quite frankly, they had about maybe two and a half shots in goal yesterday in the first half. They were absolutely, they went to, to play like some like a 1-8-2 formation yesterday in the second half. So I think the bigger park, you'll get a fitter, hopefully, um, you know, winger or two. I thought Abdullah Seema had a poor game yesterday. I've seen him play a lot better. But we've got to get the Robbie Matondo fully fit as well. And I'd play both of them if I could. And really run it um, Aberdeen and try and and get in there and get that first goal. And I think if you score against them, you know, they can't be beaten. They're they're very ordinary, Aberdeen. I'm sorry. That's how I see them. And as for the league challenge, Celtic are dropping points left, right and centre. You know, I'd love to go in the next old firm game and just blum and thrash them and say, There you go. You're not as bloody
3: invincible now, are you? <laughs> that would be fantastic. And yeah, they are dropping points, but the problem is, Andrew, that you're not capitalizing on that. Um, I think that's why there's been such a such a reaction. Um, Andrew, thank you so so much for the call. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. As always, um, one of my absolute favorite calls has to be said. Um, it just makes you feel safe with that voice. So it does. Um, there's loads more we could talk about, Lewis, right? But I want to switch it up quickly um, because we have the Scottish football show on tonight at 9pm. Um, Robert's on that. I believe Ian's on that. And I can't uh, Davey, who has had nothing but internet problems since he first started, he's on that as well. I think we've got time for maybe one more call as well. Um, but really quickly, Lewis, switching to Thursday for Aris. Obviously, we, we lost over there um redemption on thursday and it really is a game that we not not just that we need to win but that we should be winning and winning comfortably is that fair
5: i would be disappointed if we don't win this by at least two goals to be honest with you and i would hope for it maybe even a bit better than that i think aris are probably one of the the poorest teams we've played in europe um that i've seen and I, I would like to to think maybe a three or four nil. And that's it'll be interesting as well to see the centre back pairing. Um I actually forgot that Golden was suspended, so it'll be nice to see a different right sided centre back and maybe that'll give Clement some food for thought going forward and hopefully whoever plays in there has a stormer. Um I, you know, I would quite like Davies and Souter to be tested in a prolonged period of time. I think they both deserve it. They're they're the two younger centre-backs of the four. Leon King's got plenty of time to develop, so no pressure on him. So I think that'll be the most interesting thing to see is who the the two centre-back pairings are and hopefully get a a decent result.
3: Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, the game itself, Brian, for where we are in the league, if we win that on Thursday, then we're pretty much then to the next round of the Europa League. I think Masters. that's
4: the case isn't it we we win them with thursday we automat- that's a, the the next sort of phase of the europa league then it would just be a case of playing betis in the last game and it's a, who who wins that is top of the group so yeah i mean it would be a nice it would be a nice uh, situation if we did win on uh, thursday to you know at least at least the betis game we don't have to go there having to hunt for a draw or hunt for a win because that really would be quite a tricky fixture to say the least so yeah get this get this as, as lewis said i would be very surprised if we don't win this game on th- uh, thursday night um we were really at our lowest end when we played them um with michael Be on charge i was amazed he was actually in charge for that game because you know we were wanting him gone before that but i'm really i'm really i'm, I'm looking forward. well i'm looking forward to the european a uh, games again and i'm really hoping that we get a we get a convincing win against Alice because I, I really didn't quite like the <laughs> the slogans we were getting from their Twitter page. So yeah, um, I'm wanting to put that right and give them a great good going over. I know, no, no, I,
3: I didn't, I didn't like that either because I'm a Rangers supporter. But see any team who can gear a bit out, I, I have absolutely All no right. issue with that. Um, Curry, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Good evening, lads. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, but I could be doing better.
0: Right, anyway, right. Talk dirty to me. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, sorry. This is a wrong phone. I'm sorry, mate. Sorry. Uh, I need to go talk about Rangers, I suppose, eh? Uh, I might as well. <laughs> right. Where does come on, go from here on? Uh, when the winter break come up, there's obviously need changes. Uh, we all know all the usual ones that have been I've been seeing for a year and a half and news guys have been seeing on and off the last probably four or five months now, certain players uh, and the weak mentality uh, was all evident on Sunday. Uh, It was the same story all over again. Uh, It's just not good enough. Um, I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to shout. What does Clermont need to do? What's what's the minimum that we need to do in this transfer window? Who, Who needs to go and what needs to be brought in and I know we can't kind of bring in loads of players, but there's at least two positions that need to be sorted out. First your guy? Oh,
3: sorry, Curry, I cut you off there. What's, what's your thoughts, Ian? I'll take that to you then. Um, Curry's asking there: uh, What does Clement have to do? What is imperative um, that has to be done um, in the transfer window in January?
1: We definitely need, because we've all said it already there, he's obviously not got something to do with Ridvan. We obviously need another left-back, so I think that's an imperative side. Um, A centre-back. We do have midfielders that are just injured, uh, because obviously Raskin's got to come back in. um, So we should be all right there to see us through the rest of this season. Uh, Definitely need another striker, because Lammers and uh, Desses, to bring the Desses point back, yesterday we needed the goal to win the game. Your big signing of the of the season is sat on the bench because the manager doesn't fancy him. So that tells you everything you need to know about Dessers. So we definitely need a new striker. I don't see us signing anyone permanently in January. I don't see it happening. I think you're going to find be a couple of loan players coming in with the possibility of buying in the summer. Um, I think Clement's probably got an idea of who he wants, and I'm looking forward looking forward to the January transfer window for once because I think we might actually see some. Decent stuff coming in. Um, I do think that we need a, a probably three players in this window just to shore up the left side on the in the defensive side. Um, if we can get a centre back and move one on, um, then we could do that. Uh, but I definitely think we need that striker because, as people have said, if Dean Nilo gets injured, we're done.
3: Yeah, yeah, we are, um, Curry. I'm going to have to cut this call short, but before I let you go, my friend, I believe you have some news. I believe you may be starting. Yeah, I'm, I'm pregnant, mate. Sorry. I believe, and I'll, I'll give you, um, you can let everybody know exactly where it is you're starting. All right, mate. Sorry, Thank you very much, mate. Well, I think most people know that I'm always on
0: the pods and you know all that, and I used to be on the ground for you, and I left to get a wee break and recharge my batteries. Now, I've been wanting to start this up myself, and I've finally decided that I'm going to start up yet another Rain Ranger podcast. It'll be me, I'd probably a different take, I've a few more swear words, and as always, I'll always say it with a heart uh, regarding Rangers. It's called The Stands of Ibrox. I would have been set up for this weekend, but unfortunately my main PC died on me. So I'm having to send it in for a few upgrades, uh, which we probably need to be anyway. And hopefully I'll be starting within the next two or three weeks.
3: So thank you very much for that. No, not a problem. We're we're always here to support one another. And I hope it goes really well. And if you're ever looking for a guest, I don't don't do guest work because I just host Curry. But there'll always be somebody for the rabble, I would imagine, that's willing to jump on if you're ever looking for some guests and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I hope it goes well for you, bud. Oh, don't worry. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be trying to tap everybody after you, mate, as, <laughs> to, to help me with <laughs> my first start
0: anyway, right? You'll be the first one, you know. Right, cheers, guys, and everybody in chat. You just take care. Have a good week, and hopefully, on to the, the European game, and we can do something. Right, good night, all.
3: Cheers, Curry. Speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Um, Right, before we go, folks, please do like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, it really helps. Um, the calls tonight have been absolutely fantastic. Um, like, share, subscribe, and um, we are sponsored by NordVPN. The link for which is in the description. Um, you can get sixty three percent off a two year deal. Other um, deals are available for that as well. Now I'm going to bring in a good friend of the show and a co-host and a good friend of mine, Wolf Marshall. Um, Wolf recorded an, an interview tonight that will be available in due course. It will be out for the members on YouTube first, of course, and then it will be available for everybody in due course. Um, Wolf, would you like to let us know what that interview was, who it was with and what it was about?
10: Yeah, hi, Mark. Hi, guys. Um, it was a, a quick book pod. We seem to be doing quite a few of these pitch publishings have been quite good to us. Um, Martin's got one coming up as well if he gets a book read. Um, well, he'll, have one, he'll have one as well about Scotland. Uh, the book is 99 Iconic Moments in Scottish Football, which is this one here, written by Mark Poole. Um, it's an ideal Christmas gift for somebody in your life that's a football fan because it's not all about Rangers, there's seven or eight positive things about Rangers in it things that you know, good things that happen to us as iconic moments, but there's also stuff for for Aberdeen, for Dundee United, for that other lot, for Hibs and Hearts and Inverness Cali and there's Claudio Kinesias and there's all there's all sorts of stuff in it and it's really really good. The interview lasted about thirty five minutes. It's quite good. Really really enjoyed it. Mark was really forthcoming. So yeah, that's why I was doing. That's why I wasn't on tonight because there was a couple of people asking. I didn't finish that up till the pod had started. So I just thought I would jump in in the background and
3: make sure everything was going okay. No, but all, that'll be available next week. Obviously, it'll go out to the YouTube members first and then it'll go out to everybody on YouTube and all the downloads, um, etc., etc., etc. Um, Brian, you had something you wanted to bring up before we go Yes. Um,
4: a big congratulations to the greatest Ranger Ranger ever, John Greg he got his CBE from Prince William at Buckingham Palace today. Uh, brilliant. Love it.
3: And extremely well deserved extremely well deserved as well. Um Folks, we have to leave it there. We have to go. There's a show on at nine o'clock. My dogs are going absolutely off. their nut. Um, Can I just say a massive thank you um, to for, for everybody watching, everybody listening back on our audio downloads. Um, I think I mentioned this the other day now. I think we're in the top 25% of football podcasts in Britain in terms of downloads. Um, please make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. We're racing towards 10,000 subscribers. Um, we need all the help we can get from you guys so you're liking you're sharing you're subscribing etc you're commenting after the show is done all of that helps and it's greatly 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 appreciated so thank you brian thank you all for for jumping on the end. ian lewis the callers everybody watching and we'll see you for build up um on thursday night speak to you soon
7: Podcast Network.